Well, this morning we're, we're going to continue part three of our new series called Bad Religion. And this morning I'm going to talk with you about the American dream. I mean, we've all grown up hearing about this American dream kind of thing. And we've all watched people walk through this life and, and kind of go after and chase this American dream. But Jesus has a far more important dream that he desires for all of us to follow, to chase. So the thing I want to have us really consider this morning, I mean really consider, this is not a morning when I just want us to come to church and, and then leave church and no big deal. But I want us to really consider this this morning, and here it is, are we chasing the right dream? As we evaluate our lives this morning, are we chasing the right dream? Because bad religion has kind of connected this American dream thing to the dream that has, Jesus has for all of his disciples. Bad religion, taught in many churches around the world, teaches that they are the same thing. American dream, same thing as Jesus' dream for us. But they're not the same. Now when America was founded, as you know, it was a place where Christians could come, escape persecution, where Christians could come and worship God and worship Him how they desired to worship Him. Yet in this newfound freedom, the American dream, the dream of Jesus for His disciples became interlocked, intertwined. And the American dream kind of became synonymous with the dream that Jesus has for His people. So today I hope to clarify what the American dream is and what Jesus' dream is. For his followers, his disciples, his people. So first, the really big question I want to begin with is simply this. What is the American dream? What is this American dream thing? A real traditional definition of the American dream goes like this. Take a look on the screen. It's the belief that anyone, regardless of where they were born or what class they were born into, can attain their own version of success in a society where upward mobility is possible for everyone. The American dream is achieved through sacrifice, risk-taking, and hard work rather than by chance. Then in 2018, a survey was taken by the Mutual Life Insurance Company of more than 3,200 people. And 75% of those people said that the American dream is owning a home and achieving financial independence. So, so many in our our society say the American dream is like this, having a house with a white picket fence and two to three kids or four or five kids, how many you want? All right. That's kind of the American kind of a dream. But then some others feel like the American dream is doing a job that you love, being well compensated for that job so that you are able to accumulate the desires of your heart. And we've all got desires of our heart, like, like this one. Uh, this kind of desire of my heart, amen? <laughs> a wake surfing boat, a water ski boat, man, that's kind of a desire of my heart. You all know that. Or maybe your American dream, desire of your heart is something like this, a Tesla Roadster. Anybody out here? Okay. Or maybe the desire of your heart is something like this, a kitchen remodel. Wives, you with me? All right. Okay. You want that kitchen to re be remodeled. Then maybe it's a desire like this, a huge flat screen for ball games. Any guys with me here? Yeah. All right, this afternoon? All right, you want that big screen going on? Or maybe you agree with the owner of the Chicago Bulls, 
who once said, the American dream is to reach a point in your life where you don't have to do anything you don't want to do, and you can do everything that you want to do. And yet, if that's the American dream, we can point to example after example of people who achieved that American dream, people who got it all, people who had control of it all, yet still felt like it was not enough and still felt like there was something missing in their lives. But that's not what the dream of Jesus is. For those he calls his disciples, his followers, his family. In fact, Jesus said it this way, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Now, that means that Jesus came to offer us a life where nothing is missing. But he's talking about a full life and a satisfying life regardless of what you have or what you don't have. Many of you know I've been to many, many different countries and I've met lots of different Christians in different countries. And many of those Christians don't have what we call the American dream. And yet, they would tell you that they've got a full life, that they've got a satisfying life that's far beyond just what we call the American dream. And if we're really honest, many chase this American dream thinking that it is the dream that Jesus has for them. Simply having an abundance of stuff because they've listened to bad religion that there's nothing, if you become a Christian, if you come to Jesus Christ, man, there's health, there's wealth, there's prosperity. No bad stuff will ever happen. So they work hard, they achieve success, they accumulate stuff, but they still feel like they're missing something. And they are. They really are. They're missing God's real dream for them. So this morning, let's use this moment to evaluate kind of where we are. Let's see if, if we're chasing the American dream or the dream of Jesus for us. Let's see which dream we're spending our lives really chasing. I have four questions for you this morning. First of all, to help us evaluate what dream we're chasing, here's question number one. If Jesus announced, I'm coming back in 30 minutes, what would you do first? Okay, heaven's open. You got this voice coming down. Guys, coming in 30 minutes. What would you do first? My guess is that what you would do first was maybe confess. <laughs> My guess is that maybe you'd confess maybe some of your most recent sins. Make sure that you're ready for his return. And then, and then you'd probably post his announcement on Facebook to make sure your friends knew he was coming. Make sure your kids were ready for his return. But listen, if you're chasing the American dream, your focus is not on being ready for his return. Your focus is not on being sure others are ready for his return. If you're chasing the American dream, your focus is not on doing the things that lay up treasures for you in heaven. Instead, your focus is doing what it takes to get the things that you treasure in, on this earth. And yet, even when you get some of what we call this American dream, it never fully satisfies. And so what do you do? You keep going after more, chasing after more. Why do you think Pinterest is so hot? Why do you think Amazon is so successful? Why do you think Hobby Lobby is always full of people walking the aisles? We're always chasing after more and more. But if you're chasing the dream that Jesus has for his disciples, your focus will be on being ready for his return. 
Your focus will be on doing those things that are acceptable and pleasing in His sight. Your focus will be completely different than those who simply chase this American kind of dream. Jesus says this, be on guard so that your hearts will not be weighted down with dissipation. Dissipation is a big word. But it means that you're not going to let your heart be weighted down with overindulgence with anything. Immorality, overindulgence with anything. Be on guard so your hearts will not be weighted down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. So that day, the day that Jesus returns, will not come on you suddenly like a trap. For it will come upon all those who dwell on the face of all the earth. Then Jesus goes on and he says this, but keep alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all of these things, overindulgence, immorality, drunkenness, worries that are about to take place, and you look around and they are, praying that you may have the strength to escape these things that are taking place, and you'll have the strength to stand before the Son of Man, being right, being ready in His sight. So the question is, are you chasing this American dream or this dream that Jesus has for you? You see, His dream for you is for you to spend life with Him in heaven. Amen? Amen. That's His dream for you. And so if Jesus did come in the next 30 minutes, would you be able to stand before Him as one who is right and ready in His sight? And then you'd find yourself soaring with Him into the heavens to spend eternity with Him? Would you be ready? To help us evaluate which dream we're chasing, here's question number two. If giving up a car would help one more person accept Christ... Would you do it? Well, the one chasing the American dream likes to quote this bumper sticker, the one who dies with the most toys wins. (laughs) We've all seen that. The one chasing the American dream continually chases after salary increases so bigger and better toys can be purchased. The one chasing the American dream says, God bless America because the blessings of God are desired, but often that same person is not willing to do what it takes to gain God's greatest blessings. You want God to bless you? If you do, Jesus tells you what to do. If you do, Jesus tells you how to live. If you do, Jesus tells you what to chase after to be blessed by God. Take a look at this. Jesus says, blessed are those who recognize they are spiritually helpless, who recognize that I don't have it all wired, God does, I don't. So I'm going to humble myself before God. The kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Blessed are those who mourn. Things happen, things hurt, and they truly mourn. God says they'll be comforted. Blessed are those who are gentle. They will inherit the earth. Then he goes on and he says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for God's approval. Not your neighbor's approval, not this world's approval. They will be satisfied. Blessed are those who show mercy. They'll be treated mercifully. Blessed are those whose thoughts are pure. They will see God. Blessed are those who make peace. They will be called God's children. And then he says, blessed are those who are persecuted for doing what God approves of. The kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Now, if none of those things describe your life, 
Maybe you're chasing this American dream, not the dream of Jesus for your life. If none of those things describe your life, you're going to miss the blessings that God dreams of, of pouring into your life. If the stuff of the American dream is more important to you than what Jesus says should be important to you, if this stuff of the American dream is so important that you are not willing to give up stuff to provide the resources needed to tell more people about Jesus, to make sacrifices to help someone that you see is in need, then you're not going to experience the blessings of God being poured upon your life. Because you're chasing, listen, the wrong dream. You're chasing the American dream, not the dream of Jesus. Third question. If giving up some private time would advance the work of God, would you do it? Now, the one chasing this American dream likes to acquire a place and more calendar space for more and more private time. Now, the, the word privacy means the state of being free from being observed, the state of being free from being disturbed by other people, the state of being secluded off by yourself all alone. Like we often say, he returned to the privacy of his own home. Those chasing the American dream focus on finding more and more places to spend more and more time alone. Where they will not be distracted by people, interrupted by people, inconvenienced by people. And yet the Bible teaches that our mission here on earth is all about serving people. The single mission, the single focus that Jesus gave his first disciples and his future disciples, you and me, is to go and make disciples of all the nations. That means going and being with people. His mission for you and me is about going to and being with people for the purpose of inviting more people to follow Jesus and for the purpose of teaching those people how to become better disciples of Jesus. But you know what? If you so value secluding yourself in your home or in your vacation home or in your motor home or by taking weekend after weekend excursions that take you away from people and take you away from ministry opportunities with people, then you're chasing the American dream, not the dream of Jesus for your life. And, and I get it. I mean, going to work is work, amen? <laughs> you get exhausted. And even coming to church is work. I mean, another day you got to get up and get ready and look good. You all do look really good. <laughs> I get it. And going and to people and inviting them over for dinner, that's work. Going to your neighbor that needs help and helping them is work. Going to church and serving in some kind of a ministry, that's work. Going to church and leading some ministry, that's work. And then add to that the things that have to be fixed in your home. And then add to that all the activities that you need to get your kids to and from. And then you add to it all the cleaning and all the laundry and all the cooking that I'm learning about right now. All that stuff, you add to all that household stuff on top of all of that stuff, and you just want to get away and have some private time. And once in a while, you need some of that. We know the scripture teaches us that even Jesus went away for times of rest and times of just being alone, times of prayer. And sometimes we need that 
But listen, the dream of Jesus for your life is for you to spend more time being with more people. But how do you do that with your schedule? Well, maybe you could use some of your time maybe a little bit more wisely. Maybe you could set some boundaries on what you and your family will pour your lives into and what you won't pour your lives into. And then maybe you could give up some free time and and have some more free time to spend with other people. Maybe you could free up some time and energy for other people. Look at what the scripture says. He who separates himself from other people seeks his own desire. In other words, he separates himself and he gets away from other people to seek not the dream or the desire of Jesus, but his own desires. The Bible says to the disciples of Jesus, and that's us, let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembly together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Folks, the dream of Jesus for your life is for you to be with other people. And to use your time and your energy and your skills and your spiritual gifts and even your resources to help others learn to love others. And to help others to learn to do good deeds for others. And to help others to learn how to follow Jesus better. To encourage them to follow Jesus. That's the dream of Jesus until he returns. So the question is, if giving up some of your private time would advance the work of God, And if it really helped people in some way, would you do it? Last question. Question four. If you lost everything, would you trust God for life's necessities and still serve Him? You see, the American dream is all about chasing the things you want. But you know what? The dream of Jesus for you is all about you learning that you can trust God for all the things you need. Amen? that he will provide for you. The dream of Jesus is all about you learning that you can trust God even for some of the desires of your heart. You know, as I look back over the years, we had a young family, and then we had, then we had kids in high school, and they were doing all the sport things, and, 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 and then we had kids in college, and I had to buy more cars, and, and then we had college bills, and then they got married. We had wedding expenses, and I look at all of that stuff, and God not only met our needs, but God even met some of the desires of our heart. But that's when you're following his dream. That's when you're, you're doing what he's calling you to do. So the question is, if you ever had an experience like Job did, where you lost everything or most everything that you'd worked so hard for, even though you had been following God with all your heart, would you still serve him? Would you still serve him like Job did? The question is, if you had nothing left and even needed the bare necessities of life, would you trust God to provide those? Amen. Amen. You see, God promises that he'll do just that. Take a look at this. Do not worry then saying what we shall eat, what will we drink, or what will we wear for clothing, for the Gentiles eagerly seek all of these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. And then he goes on and says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And look at this. And all these things will be added 
to you. You seek his dream first. You follow him first. You live righteous in his sight first. And all these things will be added unto you. So the question is, if you lost everything and had to trust God for even the bare necessity of life, would you still serve him? By chasing after the dream that he has for your life, which is learning to trust him to supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory? Jesus tells another story. Take a look at this. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground without the Father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. No sparrow falls to the ground, he says, without the Father knowing about it and caring for that sparrow to fall. As he falls, you are God's child. You are under the care of our loving Heavenly Father. You have a father who knows everything about you, everything that you're going through. And he says, so don't be afraid. Your needs will be met. So this morning, the big question is this. Which dream are you chasing? Is it this so-called American dream or the dream that Jesus has for your life? Once again, if Jesus said, I'm coming in 30 minutes, would you be ready? Would you be righteous and stand in, be able to stand in his sight? If giving up a car would provide resources to help one more person accept Christ, would you do it? If giving up some private time would advance the work of God as you spend more time with people, would you do it? If you lost everything, would you trust God for life's necessities and still serve him? I don't know about you, but man, those are convicting questions. And maybe this morning, those questions are kind of revealing for you. Maybe you haven't thought about which dream you're really chasing, but which one is it? But I, I want us to also remember something that's powerful. I want us to remember that the dream you chase, your kids and your grandkids will probably also chase. They're watching you. And whatever you are modeling, they're going to follow. So if you modeled chasing just the American dream, and whenever there was a conflict between chasing the American dream and them chasing the dream of Jesus for them, and they chose the American dream and the dream of Jesus in their lives lost their vote, they may, maybe like you, end up with all of the stuff of the American dream. But the question is, will they end up with the stuff of the American dream without them ever knowing Jesus or Jesus ever knowing them? There's a frightening scripture in the word of God. Jesus says this to us, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. Now look at this. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord. I mean, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We performed many miracles in your name. Folks, we're talking about big stuff here. Lord, we've done big stuff here. 
But then Jesus says, I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. I have a belief and a feeling that sometimes people are going to get in the presence of God and say, God, we, we went to church once in a while. God, we even went and served the homeless down at Long Beach once in a while. God, I even went and poured concrete in Juarez once in a while. God, I, I, I've served you some, and, and, and I've given to your work occasionally. But sometimes I wonder if God is going to say, but you chose the American dream over following my dream. You chased the wrong dream. And you did some stuff, but I never really knew you. Folks, the dream you chase has eternal consequences. And I want to say this, and I hope it comes home this morning, and the dream you chase has extending consequences beyond you. The dream you chase, whatever you model, extends to your kids, extends to your grandkids, extends to your friends, extends to your family you grew up with, your neighbors, your co-workers, they're watching. And it has eternal, extending consequences. So which dream are you going to choose to chase this day? I don't think it's an accident that we're all here today. I believe with all my heart that God is calling us to something greater. But before that can ever happen we have to be willing to lay down our lives as we sang this morning and we have to be willing to chase the dream that Jesus has called us to chase amen amen would you bow your heads with me as I pray this prayer would you consider praying along with me in your hearts this same prayer and would you make this commitment father I confess that I have a greater tendency to chase the American dream than your dream for me. But today I am choosing to begin chasing your dream for my life, which is living righteously, which is living with generosity, which is living with availability. and with complete dependency on you. Today, I choose to chase you. Father, we were all raised in different ways, and we all watched different models from our parents and our grandparents, friends around us. But God, today, you're calling us to chase like never before after you. Because we have learned from your word that you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. And no one comes to the Father except through you. Drive that truth into our hearts today. And let us leave this place committed to chasing after you. I pray in Jesus' name and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Would you please stand with me this morning?